You're listening to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. The views and opinions shared on this program don't necessarily reflect those of Citywide Home Loans. Citywide Home Loans, LLC, NMLS 67180. David Hosterman, NMLS 220562. Jonathan Edwards, NMLS 671258. Equal housing lender. Regulated by the Division of Real Estate. Call for additional cost information. Program qualifications and offerings are subject to change at any time. Not all that apply will qualify. Other restrictions may apply. Good morning and welcome to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. I'm Jonathan Edwards with Citywide Home Loans and I am in the studio on my own today. I've got some great topics uh, that I wanted to discuss with you and uh, talk with everybody about. And basically what we're going to do is we're going to dive into some different way of thinking when it comes to residential lending and in real estate and mortgages. What other options might be out there that you're not real familiar with? Um, I talk with clients on a regular basis who have sort of unique situations and uh, are trying to figure out ways that they can finance properties, whether it's a primary residence, a second home, maybe an investment property. Uh, Different property types out there have different solutions when it comes to uh, mortgages and how we are going to finance the purchase of those properties. So a quick disclaimer that Citywide Home Loans has no affiliation with the Federal Housing Administration or the U.S. Department of Veterans Affairs. And again, I'm Jonathan Edwards. Let's get going with our show today. I always like to start out my show talking a little bit about what we're seeing in the market today from a lending standpoint more than anything. Um, If you have been hiding under a rock, then um, it's important that we let you know that interest rates have gone up substantially over the last year and a half. Uh, current interest rates, what we're seeing on like 30-year fixed rate, you know, conventional Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac loans are typically going to be in the sixes. Uh, FHA rates are typically going to be about half a percentage point or so less than that, so low sixes on the FHAs, mid sixes on the um, on the conventional stuff, and. It's higher than we'd like it to be, but it's really, at the end of the day, interest rates are not in a terrible place. I mean, historically, interest rates in the sixes are are really a pretty healthy, a reflection of a pretty healthy mortgage market. So I think that the interest rates down in the twos, in the threes, we're probably not going to see those again for a while. I don't have a crystal ball. Maybe we will, but I don't think you ought to be holding your breath for interest rates to drop down into the twos and threes again. I think if you're thinking about doing a refinance, if you're thinking about purchasing a new home or an investment property, I would say get out there right now while interest rates are in the sixes because they're probably just as likely to go up to the eights as they are to come back down into the fours. That would be my two cents for you. Um, but today, we're, we'll go ahead and dive right in. We're going to talk about creative ways that we can finance, niche financing options, um, in particular to residential mortgages. We don't do commercial mortgages here at Citywide Home Loans, so we just do residential. We'll talk a little bit about renovation loans today. There's some great options out there if you find a property but it needs some work. There are some ways that you can finance the improvements to the home. FHA has their 203K program. Fannie Mae has their home style. Um, And then Freddie Mac has a program as well. We'll talk a little bit about mortgage insurance and how you can avoid mortgage insurance. That question comes up a lot with our clients 
you know, how do I get out of this mortgage insurance? I don't want to pay mortgage insurance. Well, that's understandable. Mortgage insurance isn't really doing anything to help pay down your loan itself. So when we talk about mortgage insurance, we like to talk to our clients about ways that they can try to avoid mortgage insurance, or if they have mortgage insurance, how can you get out of that mortgage insurance sooner than later? So we'll discuss that today. Um, Talk a little bit about like fix and flip loans, hard money, uh, home equity loans and lines of credit, and uh, some jumbo information for jumbo loans. And then I'll dive a little bit into some of the non-QM programs, broker, broker loans, investor, private lenders, that kind of thing. So first topic is going to be the 203K loan. I'm not going to dive too much into specifics, but I do want you to know that it is available and it, what it's available for is is renovations to the home. And so the, the common denominator here is if you're going to do work to the home, it must be permanently affixed to the property and it needs to help to add value to the property. So in general, kind of the pros to the 203K loan, the 203K loan will allow up to $35,000. Um, I have not looked at that maximum recently, so it may have gone up and I can double check that. Um, and let you know if you have questions, feel free to reach out to me for more specific information. I can be reached at 303-921-5747. Typically on the 203K loans, they are going to take longer to process. So I usually will let the, the client know and the agents know in a 203K transaction, hey, we're probably not going to be closing this in 30 days. This type of loan is more complex. There's more to it. And so I would get, you know, 60, maybe even 90 days to close on a 203K loan. Certainly, if the lender can close faster than that, they'll let you know, and then you can move up your closing. But I think it's important that everybody's prepared the right way to begin with. Interest rates are going to be a little bit higher on that 203K loan. Again, they do uh, come with a little bit more risk to the lender. So they, they do have a little bit higher interest rates. Upfront closing costs are going to be a little bit higher than what you would typically see. Now, when it comes to the 203K loan, you do have to use approved contractors. The homeowner cannot do any of the work themselves. So by comparison on the Fannie Mae home style, um, the, the homeowner in certain circumstances can do some of the work themselves, which can be kind of a nice benefit. Relatively low chance of closing. So we take a fair amount of applications over the years on the 203K loans, but the number that actually make it to the closing table is relatively low. It's a tough transaction. Um, And so I think it's important for agents and buyers, buyers, agents, and buyers to know and understand these are complex transactions. You need to keep them on time. And you need to keep them within budget. They are going to um, basically make sure that you have a little bit more than what you originally budget for on the transaction. But you got to be careful. You've got to keep these on time within budget. Because if you go over budget, there isn't additional funds that you're going to be able to get out here. You're going to have to cover that on your own. Going to need a little bit higher credit score. Um, you're not going to be able to get into that 203K loan in all likelihood with the credit score in the 500s, probably closer to the mid sixes, uh, 600s. And then this is for primary residents only. So with all FHA loans, we're not going to use FHA funds to purchase second homes in the mountains, to purchase investment properties around town. These are for primary residents only. 
Let's see what other ones we have here. So why don't we dive right over into that Fannie Mae Homestyle loan and talk a little bit about this. Fannie Mae Homestyle doesn't necessarily have a max amount. It is uh, based off of there's a limit on the eligible renovation funds uh, has and it's been increased to 75% of the lesser of the purchase price plus renovation costs or the as-completed appraised value for purchase transactions. I know that seems a little bit wordy. Talk with your lender about more specifics when it comes to the program. But basically what I want you to know here is there isn't necessarily a fixed max like we see with FHA. It's a little bit more flexible there. But it really is a convenient way for borrowers who are considering home improvements to make repairs and renovations uh, with their first mortgage at purchase. Um, Fannie Mae will allow you to use this with one to four unit uh, principal residence. So think about that for a second. You can you can actually purchase a home as your primary residence up to four units. So you could re- theoretically you could rent out the other one, two, or three units um, in your building, and uh, Fannie Mae Homestyle will allow you to use these funds to fix up that building. Any type of renovation or repair is eligible as long as it is permanently affixed to the property. Renovation should be completed within a 12-month period from the date the mortgage loan is delivered. Borrower must choose his or her own contractor to perform the renovation. Borrowers can perform the renovation work themselves at the lender's discretion. So it's really important to kind of note that here. We have clients for sure that want to do the work, and in which in certain circumstances they should be able to, right? If, if somebody has a background in some part of the home renovation process that they intend to do, let's say they do, um, I don't know, they work on decks and they want to replace the deck, they should be able to do that as long as they can prove that they've got the experience to do that. Maybe a plumber wants to redo the plumbing within the house. Well, they should have the ability to be able to do that. Uh, certainly that could be a way for them to save some money on the property. So that is a possibility, but you do have to go through the lender for permission on that. Um, So again, talk to your lender about more specifics if that's something that you're planning on utilizing. But that Fannie Mae Homestyle program really is a great one. Um, So switch gears here just a little bit. Start talking with you a little bit more on um, the specifics of some of the loan programs. In general, if you are putting less than 20% down on a conventional loan, you're going to have mortgage insurance. If you're doing an FHA loan, you're going to have mortgage insurance regardless of how much you put down. If you're doing a VA loan, you will not have mortgage insurance. Mortgage insurance is basically there to offset the risk presented to the lender because of the lack of down payment that the borrower is providing for the transaction. Now, like I said, FHA, you're going to have mortgage insurance with FHA regardless of how much you put down. That's just how their loans work. Now, with conventional, which is Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac financing, if you put 20% or more down then you would not have mortgage insurance. But let's assume you're purchasing a home. You don't have 20% to put down. Here's some a few kind of tips on mortgage insurance. First of all, the amount of mortgage insurance that you're going to pay 
depends on the amount of your down payment. So a borrower putting 3% down is going to pay a higher percentage of the loan amount in mortgage insurance than somebody that puts 5% down, who will pay more than somebody who puts 10% down, who will pay more than somebody who puts 15% down. Hopefully you get the gist here. The more money you put down, the less the percentage of the loan amount that you would pay for that mortgage insurance. Credit scores also come into play. What type of property is it? Is it a condo, a townhome, a single family? They can have different mortgage insurance rates. And then does the borrower intend to live there as their primary residence or not? You can buy out of the private mortgage insurance at a percentage of the loan amount. There's also a lender paid mortgage insurance option. Basically, the lender is going to increase the uh, interest rate and cover the mortgage insurance for the borrower. That is the interest rate for the life of the loan. Private mortgage insurance will typically drop off automatically at 78% loan to value. Um, So some of this is dependent upon the servicer and how they handle the mortgage insurance. Also, the mortgage insurance, the private mortgage insurance company and how they handle it as well. But uh, you should be able to drop that mortgage insurance once you have 20% or more equity in the property based off of the original value of the property when you did the purchase or when you did your, your refinance on the current loan. In some cases, you might be able to call the servicer and request a, uh, to drop the mortgage insurance based off of the current value of the property, in which case they may want you to pay to have an appraisal done, provide them with an appraisal, and then you might be able to drop it that way. So definitely if you have mortgage insurance, you think you're close to that 20% equity mark, it's worth calling the servicer to see what options you have to try to drop that mortgage insurance altogether. Again, that mortgage insurance is there to help the lenders offset their risk. It does nothing for the borrower to help pay down your loan any faster or anything like that. Uh, USDA also is going to have mortgage insurance as well. So it's a relatively rare program. We don't see it quite as much. But if you do, if you are thinking about USDA for your financing, then uh, you may have mortgage insurance there. And then as far as our portfolio products and non-QM programs, um, whether you'd have mortgage insurance there or not really depends on the investor and how they structure their loans and their pricing. Uh, We get Calls occasionally, clients that want to do what we call a fix and flip. If you're not familiar with the term, a fix and flip is where you purchase a property, you fix it up, and then you sell it for hopefully more money. Um, and so there are there are some programs out there. Typically, what you're really looking at here is more of like a hard money type loan where you've got um, an investor that's willing to give you the funds for the transaction at a specific cost up front. Typically, you're going to pay considerably more in upfront costs, but it's going to be a considerably shorter loan period, uh, six months, maybe up to 12 months. But you're, you're talking about a much shorter loan period here. But they are out there. Um, I'm sure if you Google hard money lenders, you can find somebody. Um, but that can be an option if you're thinking about getting into that fix and flip game. Not a terrible way to go about it. Talk about home equity a little bit. First of all, Equity is the amount of money, or I guess the the amount um, that you have in a property when you subtract the loan amount from the value of the property. So if the value of, for an example, of a property is $500,000, 
and you owe $300,000 in liens or mortgages on the property, then you have $200 in equity, which is all well and good. But if you need to use some of that equity, and that's really kind of your money, how do you use it? You can't just like grab it out of thin air, right? Or like find it somewhere in your house. You have to be able to access that somehow. And so that's where banks and lenders come in and provide what we call home equity loans or lines of credit. Basically, they're going to put a lien against your property, and then they're going to give you access to that equity. And really, it comes in two different forms. As a home equity loan, which we call sometimes a he loan, um, and then a home equity line of credit. So talking about the home equity loan itself, you're borrowing against the equity in your home. Fixed rate and usually considerably higher than the adjustable rate mortgage on a home equity line of credit. This is going to be for a fixed period of time. So typically it's going to be maybe a 10-year term, a 20-year term, and you're going to basically get those funds at closing um, and then you repay it, sort of like a car loan, if you will. You've, you know what your fixed payment is for a fixed period of time and, uh, and then you repay the funds over that period of time each month. Typically, this is going to be lower cost than a full refinance. So an alternative to a home equity type loan would be maybe a cash out refinance on your current loan uh, where you basically get out a new loan. You pay off the current loan and then you can take cash out over and above that. And that's another way to access the equity in your property. Home equity lines of credit, which are considerably more popular than the home equity loan option. I think probably because it acts a little bit like a credit card in that it's a revolving debt, meaning that a home equity line of credit, they basically give you access to the funds. So let's say in our example earlier, we have a value of 500,000. We have a a first mortgage of 300,000. So we have 200,000 in equity. If we wanted to try to do a home equity line of credit to access, let's say maybe a 100,000 of that 200,000, the bank would say, okay, um, here is you know basically your access to $100,000. And typically your access to that account is going to come from like a debit card or a check um, out of that. There's a couple different ways that you can access it, um, but not a bad option. Typically, it's going to be a 10-year interest-only draw period with a 20-year amortized repayment. That's not how they're all structured, but that seems to be the most common. So during the first 10 years of the 30-year loan, you can draw against it. You can borrow the funds. You can pay it back. You can kind of do what you need to with it. And whatever funds you use, so if you have a $100,000 line of credit, but you're only using $20,000, then you only pay interest on that $20,000. It's an interest-only payment. So for that first 10 years, you don't have to uh, make additional principal payments if you don't want to, but you certainly can. At the end of that 10-year period, you are going to um, basically what they call amortize the loan. So at that point, you amortize the loan. And that means that for the next 20 years or whatever the period is, they're going to take whatever the balance is. Let's say your balance was $50,000 at the end of the first 10-year period. You're going to repay that $50,000 principal and interest payments for the next 20 years or 10 years or whatever it might be. These are adjustable rate mortgages. So the interest rate can adjust typically on an annual basis. So just be careful with that. If you're in a rising interest rate environment, uh, you may want to keep that in mind. Your payment could very well go up. Um, if rates are falling, that could go down as well. 
Uh, most lenders are going to limit your combined loan to value. So that's your first mortgage with your second mortgage, um, even third mortgages if you have it, uh, to 80%. Some will go up to 90% on that combined loan to value. And typically lower clo- closing costs again than a full refinance. So really not a bad option, that home equity, if you need to tap in your into the equity in your property. So your options are probably a home equity loan, a home equity line of credit, or a cash out refinance. I'm going to take a minute here to highlight an awesome listing that a great agent that we work with, Andrea Maurice, uh, with Brokers Guild. She has an incredible listing here. We like to do our hot listings each week. This one's at 114 Cove Drive, Unit 378 in Westcliff. And this one's on the market currently at 349000 Just a beautiful home. Little little home. It looks like it does everything it needs to. Uh, provides some pretty good space. Um, I think she had even mentioned it's right by a lake as well. Uh, but very cool place. I'm looking at the pictures right now. Just over 1,700 square feet, three-bedroom, two-bath home with mountain views. Comes with perks of pine and aspen trees, a running creek, wild animals around, the sound of silence or the whistle of the trees, and the gorgeous sunsets. Really, you got to check out this property at 114 Cove Drive, Unit 378 in Westcliff. If you're looking to get a little outside your Uh, Denver metro area. This looks like a great property for you. Give Andrea a call with Brokers Guild Real Estate at 303-870-2689. Great, great property there. All right, let's dive back in. Another option you could utilize a home equity line of credit for, and we've had clients that have done this in the past, is to utilize it as part of a down payment for the purchase of a home. And it gets a little tricky, so I'm not going to dive too deep into this. But um, we see uh, sometimes somebody wants to put 10% down, and then maybe they want to try to avoid mortgage insurance. um, So they utilize a home equity line of credit um, to cover that other 10%. So basically their 10% plus the home equity 10% is 20%, which can help avoid the mortgage insurance, although obviously you have a payment on the home equity line of credit. But as you pay that home equity line of credit down, you also have access to that home equity line of credit, whatever is available on that line that's not currently being used. And then uh, in jumbo loan territory, sometimes we will have a client that instead of doing a jumbo loan, will do a conventional loan to the maximum loan limit. So in the Denver area, that's typically going to be around 787000 on a conventional loan. But and maybe they want to put 10% down and then they use 10% uh, from a home equity line of credit to make up like a 20%. Uh, for the down payment. Sometimes it's less than that. Sometimes it's more, uh, but that helps them to avoid doing a jumbo loan. Jumbo loans aren't necessarily evil or terrible loans at all. There's some great jumbo loans out there, depending on what the market's doing. Rates can be higher or lower on those jumbo loans. They tend to have stricter guidelines than conventional financing. Um, So that's another option out there for you as well. And quickly going to kind of touch on bank statement loans here. Bank statement loans have proven to be a great product for self-employed borrowers, including real estate agents, 
Uh, borrower can qualify off their business or personal bank statements for 12, 24 months. Basically, we're going to average the work-related deposits over that period, and that's what we can use for the income. And if you think about why a bank statement loan even exists, that's because a borrower, a self-employed borrower, typically taking advantage of taxes has a lot in the way of write-offs. Their net business income is considerably less than their business revenues. And so when you have that net business income, that income amount is lower and they don't qualify for as much in a lot of cases. But that net business income is not exactly how Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac, FHA, and VA determine self-employed income, but it's kind of close. That's roughly what the number that they're going to use. So if we run the numbers, it doesn't work. The borrower can't qualify for what they want. Then we could look at a bank statement type loan and use the deposits, which is basically their revenues as their income averaged over a 12 or 24 month period. So it can be a great one. Typically going to come with a little bit higher costs on the front end as well as um, higher interest rates. Investor cash flow. So again, this one's for investors. If we have investors out there that want to purchase homes, they don't necessarily want to provide income, uh, tax returns, income documentation. This is a good option for them. They're going to qualify on what we call the DSCR ratio, which is essentially the ratio of rental income versus expenses for the property plus the borrower's credit score, plus uh, reserves on the principal interest, taxes, insurance, and HOA dues for the property. Um, So if you'd like some more information on that, I can dive into some more detail with you, but give me a call at 303-921-5747. Uh, but that that investor cash flow has proven to be a great program for uh, investors that we've worked with in the past. And that's really kind of what I've got for you today in terms of some some other uh, options when it comes to financing your home. So uh, another one that I just kind of thought of is that we've had buy downs as well. Um, and I've talked about this on the show before. I won't dive too deep into it, but basically buy downs, um, there's two different kinds. There's temporary buy downs. You've probably heard of the two, one buy down or a three, two, one buy down in general, the borrower, let's say a two, one buy down for the first year, the borrower is going to have, uh, in principal and interest payment based off of a rate that's 2% lower than their actual 30 year rate in year two, it'll be 1% lower. And then years three through 30, you're going to have that regular interest rate and payment. So can be a really good option for borrowers to kind of ease into their monthly payment. That's another strategy that we've seen lately. You can also just do a permanent buy-down. Use the funds, use your own funds, use seller concessions to buy down that interest rate um, and and get a lower 30-year fixed interest rate, if you will, which can be a really good strategy for a borrower as well. Obviously, you're going to have a lower monthly payment um, just you know, moving forward every month, you're also going to save a ton in interest over the life of the loan. So that can be a great um, option for you as well. So hopefully you learned something new today. Um, if you're looking for a property in Westcliff, definitely reach out to Andrea. Uh, that's an incredible property there. Uh, she, again, can be reached at 303-870-2689. And if you have questions 
on financing, whether it's something that we talked about today. Um, I love working with first-time home buyers, clients that you know have wanted to buy a home, but for, but have basically declined themselves before ever even talking to a lender. Um, call me. Let's see what we can do to help you purchase a home. If we can't help you purchase a home this month, then let's get you on track to purchase a home, hopefully in the next six to 12 months. There's a lot we can do to, to help you out there, and we work with some great real estate agents that we can recommend as well if you don't have somebody that you're working with now. So thank you for tuning in to the MVP Real Estate and Mortgage Report. If you have a question about financing for your next home or refinancing a current mortgage, give us a call at 303-921-5747. Don't miss next week's show right here on ESPN Denver 1600 every Saturday morning at 7 a.m. You can find past episodes on our podcast at denversports.com. Thanks so much. Have a great day.